Welcome to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney. Vivian is here to talk to you, to encourage you, and to show you how she had a successful homeschooling experience with her Wildflower Academy, and that her kids turned out great, and that with God's help, you can create the same experience she did. From her beginnings in Hostert, West Germany, to Dallas, it's been quite a journey, and her abilities to adapt, survive, and thrive are what make her unique in homeschooling. So have your pen and paper ready. It's The Sociable Homeschooler. And now, here's your host, Vivian McNinney. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Matthew 3, verses 16 to 17. John the Baptist was Jesus's cousin. He'd known him all his life. From leaping in his mother's womb when Mary visited Elizabeth to his death, he knew who this relative was and he wasn't going to stop until he delivered a message of repentance and preparation to as many people as he could. John's ministry had been going on for a long time. His cries to make straight the way for the coming of the Messiah, to repent, to be baptized, could be heard across the regions of Jerusalem and Judea way before Jesus became a public figure. He was pointing the way to his cousin, whom he knew to be the Messiah. When Jesus came to John to be baptized, though, John understandably felt unqualified. But Jesus told him that by doing this, all righteousness would be fulfilled. Obviously, his mission in coming to earth included this moment. John had to get over his hesitation, and we see the Holy Spirit descend as a dove and settling on Jesus. We hear the Father's voice validating his Son. We see the Trinity. This is the second epiphany, the revelation of God incarnate to the world. Jesus stepped into the river Jordan to be baptized, thus taking his place as a sinner on behalf of the people. He was identifying with those who were repenting. He was foreshadowing his death, burial, and resurrection, and he was announcing the beginning of his ministry on earth. Do you sometimes feel inadequate? Are there times when you're held back from your God-appointed mission? Be brave. The Lord is with you. Hello. Welcome to The Sociable Homeschooler. My name is Vivian McNenny, and I'm here to dispel the preconceived ideas you may have about what educating our children at home looks like. For many, it's school. For me, it's my fulfillment as a wife and mother. I crafted a lifestyle that will be leave, leave me knowing without a doubt that I gave my all and I'm well pleased. Over the years, I've spoken to a wide range of mothers and fathers who not only place the responsibility of child rearing above their highest joy, but have also found that they don't have to venture very far from the kitchen table in order to find wholeness within themselves. Although I have to admit, I have found some who do venture a long way away. Going against what everyone expects us to do in order to unleash the fount of happiness takes courage. You have to work on your own heart issues and find out how you can pursue your passion and live your dreams. God has equipped you with everything you need to live your life fully. It's all within us. 
So listen up while I spout about how I've jumped in and out of my box, gaining insights and delights along the way that I'm more than happy to share with you. I enjoy the diversity of the culture we call homeschooling, an umbrella term embracing the learning that takes place outside the traditional education arena and inside all of us. With or without my children underfoot, my life is often ordinary, always busy and sometimes frustrating, but for me it always ends and begins with God, the beauty of his creation, a smiling face, the rising moon, a rousing piece of music, or even a simple hug. If you pop by, I'll offer you a cup of PG tips to fortify this time together and a chocolate biscuit to tickle your taste buds. And thank you for staying. But I understand you're on that side and I'm over here broadcasting live from Mesquite today, home of rodeo here in the Lone Star State. After the first break, I'll be talking to Suzanne Glover, a positive thinking expert who will share some of her tools for changing our mindsets and unconscious beliefs. Yes, it can be done. I'm all set, so grab whatever it is you're drinking and let me engage you with the latest and greatest from the household of the McNinnies, where our children talk to us all the time and still give me a chance every once in a while to remind them of some of what they learned in homeschool. Are you ready? I interviewed a lot of traveling families last year and every one of them, when asked what separated those who had dreams from those who are living their dreams, said fear. Now, I'm not saying every dream is a doable one. Being an Olympic gold medalist or a successful recording artist, for example, is probably not in reach for many of us. But those small dreams we have, and we all have them, can take the leap from dream to life. For example, one of my dreams is to visit Australia. I don't know whether it has anything to do with my parents' situation in the early 60s and the British government's offer to pay passage to that vast continent in an attempt to give a lot of underemployed Brits a chance at a new life, or whether it's a deep-seated personal dream. But whatever it is, Australia has always been number one on my list of places to go. And there is a mystery, because if it was number one on my list of places to go, why have I never been? I always ended up going to other places instead. But I will get there one day, only probably in a very roundabout way. I have to know a few more people in Australia first, perhaps, so that I can go just stay with them. Another dream was to get married and have six children. Yep, I was raised a Catholic. Six underfoot were considered a middle-sized family among my friends. That dream, I realized I did get married. I moved to America and had four, not six children. Close enough. Sometimes they felt like eight or a dozen. Another dream of mine was to be a career woman. And I did that for the first eight years of marriage and prided myself on how well I wore a variety of hats. But then I had a change of heart and with it a change of dream. And it's all right. Dreams can change as our circumstances do. I consider it healthy. I'm still hanging on to Australia, though. In my heart, I decided that the biggest crisis I wanted to face on any given day was not having enough milk for the evening tea. I was tired of corporate America, so I launched myself into something that was utterly countercultural. I became a stay-at-home mum. In the eight years of ever-increasing motherhood, I had seen myself becoming the parent I didn't want to be, the one who gave up her children to others' care. I also saw how scarcely involved my parents were in the lives of their grandchildren. I mean, I'd single-handedly 
well, with a little help from my cowboy, provided them with four grandchildren before my brother even got married. And instead of being overjoyed, they were lost for words. And when they called on the telephone to wish one a happy birthday or all of them a Merry Christmas, they used to say to me, we don't know them. We don't have anything to say. And when they came to visit, they really didn't like the family bustle, which wasn't very often. They didn't come very often, maybe once every couple of years. So with this not very impressive example, I decided I wanted to be a hands-on mum. I wanted to know who my children were and take an active delight in their development from needy infant to know-it-all teen, all in the blink of an eye. I tell you, it goes by really fast when you're looking back on it. A year later, I had gone 10 steps over the edge, quite honestly, insane, and beyond the call of duty. I pulled them out of school and begun the grace-filled task of educating them myself, or at least replacing the overreaching traditional public school system with the lone star who was me. We Was there any fear involved in that mammoth decision? Well, yes. I still had to be accountable to my parents. I was worried about what they may say. I had to steel myself and I let my blue-eyed cowboy break the news to them. Not that they had any idea about homeschooling or preconceived notions, but I knew they would hear and fully understand the words. I've decided not to send them to school anymore, loud and clear. I stood beside my Texan while he got through that drama-filled conversation and thanked God that we were 4,000 miles away and that they never called to check up on us, not to mention that he was their favourite and only cowboy in the family. In the end, 20-some-odd years later, they were full of praise about what a wonderful father he was and how lucky the children were that I had married him. Today I can look back on those years and honestly say I have no regrets. Notice I wasn't frightened about homeschooling my children and ruining their lives. That is a new fear I think that I've discovered with among some of my guests. Had I pursued my career in corporate America I would have missed out on so many moments that have resulted in the fact that I can say to my friends, who are great parents too, my children talk to me all the time when they tell me they never hear from their children. Dortz goes out on a date and she texts me, me and says, I want to tell you all about it. And I say, I can't wait. And she says, oh, you're such a teenager. And I take it as a compliment. Or my other daughter who texts me a few tidbits from her day and I respond with, okay, good, or ha ha, then silence. And she says, keep talking just to keep the communication going for a few minutes while we're doing our own things. My sons are just as chatty. They call on their way to or from work observations on how hard life is now that they have responsibilities or they may want to discuss a documentary we've both watched or a theological point raised during one of our Sunday sermons. Is it because we homeschooled? Is it because we spent inordinate amounts of time in each other's company during our formative years? Have we grown accustomed to being so wrapped up in each other's business we can offer solutions, suggestions and insights that mere friends or colleagues can't? Is it because we know each other so well it's easy to talk since we share a common history, go back so far? I suppose so. Those and the fact that my door, physically and metaphorically, is always open for them to come and sit or share a cup of coffee or read a book together or even talk through a relationship. 
I was able to catch them at the moment something changed in their lives. The instant they could balance on two, a two-wheeler bike or go all day without a diaper or swim a length underwater or hit a car in a parking lot or take their first steps or the girlfriend finished with one of the boys or the audition didn't come through or the grades were disappointing or they came home with a minor in possession ticket. Yes, whatever the reason, I am fulfilled in my motherhood. My successful motherhood is my dream come true. Now, I'm not saying my children are my dreams come true. They are on some days, but their behavior doesn't take away from my motherhood dream. Being a parent is different, difficult, challenging, upsetting, rewarding, heartbreaking, and forever. I've been the best mother I could ever hope to be. I can't say, I wish I'd been there. I was. And you know what? They may tell me off when I admonish them about something they say. Um, But, you know, that's all just part of life. And I have to go on a break. And when I come back, I'm going to have my guest. And she's going to help us be more positive in our thinking. So don't go far. How do you handle toddlers, teens, and tirades when homeschooling? That's what we're working on now. It's Vivian McNinney, the sociable homeschooler, and we'll be right back after these. Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories, the people behind their masks, the truth about people's failures and redemptions in both their business and personal lives? Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years, and now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list to Rockstar Radio Network. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Do you feel like when you watch a cooking show or read a food magazine that the recipes are not practical for a busy family? Do you wish you could have a conversation with someone about the best way to get dinner on the table fast after a long day at work? Are you tired of cooking dinner only to have your family turn up their nose and all of your hard work? Do you want to hear more about healthy living and finding more time to find your passion in life? We'll pull up a chair and visit with Heather Tallman, host of Around the Kitchen Sink. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. here on Tugginet Radio. Like many women, finding balance in life and time to take care of yourself is hard to do. Between managing a career and marriage and children and a busy family schedule, it's hard to maintain a sense of self. And Heather shares how she does it. Check out Heather's website, basilmama.com. Join us for food and a whole lot more on Around the Kitchen Sink with your host, Heather Tallman, Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney, the show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's The Sociable Homeschooler on Toginet. And now back to your host, Vivian McNinney. I'm thrilled to have as my guest this week, Suzanne Glover, 
author, motivational speaker, hypnotherapist, and actress. Suzanne is a personal development professional who inspires and encourages you to become your best. Today, she's going to be speaking to us about her unique approach to helping people using positive thinking techniques that will provide you with extraordinary tools that work inside and out for better communication, presentation, and a successful mindset. Suzanne's life of accomplishments comes from her continued desire to reinvent herself and encourage those around her to do the same. She offers an intuitive approach to finding answers within ourselves and believes that we all have the power to be our best. Suzanne, welcome to my show today. Thank you, Vivian. My pleasure being here. Well, good. Well, Suzanne, um, I have been talking just a little bit about, um, you know, the the fears that we have when when we take that leap from dream to um, actually living our dream instead of it just being something out there that, you know, we might be a little bit frightened about. And um, I know that you're um, an expert in this positive thinking. And um, just tell my listeners a little bit about what you do and what brought you to counseling and helping people to develop their inner best. That's a great place to start, Vivian. Thank you very much. Well, you know, for me, I had a wake-up call. A a wake-up call because think about it for a second. How many decisions have you made in your life because someone told you you should do something? Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. go along, get along. Go along to be accepted. Go along to be part of the organization, to be loved, keep a relationship going. The list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Well, I was told that I should be a model. So I became a model, and like most of you, I know this sounds familiar. I did what I was told, and I entered an industry that really was very difficult. So what I had to do was I had to look inside myself because I didn't have any confidence in there. My self-esteem was zero. I was young and innocent. Mm-hmm. My confidence was not to be found, I mean, before this. So what happened was I really had to learn, if no one was going to take care of me and um, nurture me on the outside and respect me, I had to learn to do that on the inside. <coughs> Excuse me. So what I did was I learned to take care of myself emotionally from being in that industry. So then what happened from that, you can fast forward to where I became a a seasoned actress. I made it through that. And then now now, as a seasoned actress, I had my own coaching studio where I'm teaching others to survive in that world. So how I did it was I knew that self-acceptance was key to getting what you want out of life. So I helped my clients feel good about themselves and feel strong about who they are and what they have to offer. And we're not talking just about modeling and acting, but we're talking life. Mm-hmm. And so what I found, and well, of course this led me, because I really found I had a passion and a gift for helping people, I became a hypnotherapist after that. But the challenges in my life, this is my lesson, my, the challenges in my life were my best gift. If it had not been for them, I would never have learned that change is possible and that you can move past yourself out and find the self-acceptance necessary to overcome the new challenges so you can get what you want from life. Mm. You know, some people go through their whole lives, though, without realizing that. They just go through their whole lives 
um, doing what other people say. I have a really good friend who still after, oh, well, I mean, you know, she's into her 60s. She still says, Vivian, what do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? You know, she gives me this scenario and asks me, what should I do? I, go, I don't believe you're asking me that because you won't be happy if you do what I tell you to do. You've got to find your own, you know, sort of goal and pathway. That's right. And that's one of the biggest problems we face today is not wanting to disappoint those that you're mm-hmm. close to. And, and so you're, you're, she's asking you for your opinion because maybe she can't make that decision within herself, but she's also asking your opinion because she doesn't want to disappoint herself or others around her. So what happens with that is when you start seeing yourself through different eyes, when you can start seeing yourself through different eyes, you can start uh, allowing yourself to look deeper inside yourself and find a greater dimension of yourself. And how do you do that? Well, I'm going to talk about Deb for a second. She was a senior in high school. She had good grades, and she was on her way to one of the best colleges to prepare for law school. Her problem, though, was she did not want to go to law school. Yet she believed that she had no other choice because she was doing what she was told to do, and she didn't want to disappoint other people. Well, for her, um, she spent some time in England. She came across, I have a, a program, it's called the Effective Positive Thinking Program, and she was able to work with that. Now, what she found in that was a way to embrace her self-talk, and this is very, very key to helping you start accepting yourself and um, trusting your own judgment and not worrying about what other people think, and, and that peer pressure starts going away. So what she found was she had the power, Deb had the power to make her own choices in life. She came back from England and she decided that she wanted to be a veterinarian. And here's the cool part. She had the courage to tell her family. Mm -hmm. And her family supported her because they loved seeing this beautiful, confident woman in front of them. Mm. Well, that's, um, you know, a story that has, you know, sort of um, played out for some people who feel that they have enough confidence in order to be able to go to their parents and say, okay, sorry, I've just done three years at college and what I studied is not what I'm interested in at all and I want to go over here. And, you know, a lot of parents are very supportive. Some parents aren't quite so supportive. But how, what if you don't trust yourself and your your self-talk? What if you need somebody to tell you what to do so that if you fail you can blame somebody else. You don't have to blame yourself. I mean, there's, there's a loaded question right there. There is, and we're talking self-responsibility <laughs> here. How do you get to that? Mm. <laughs> How do you take the, the responsibility for your own actions when you don't have the confidence to get there? Is mm. that what you're asking me, Vivian? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, because this friend of okay. mine, I mean, I, I feel as though she thinks that if I tell her what to do and it work doesn't work out properly she can say well you know what you told me to do Vivian just didn't work for me so what should I do now (laughs) instead of taking responsibility and people do that and Mm. this is a very common thing that what happens okay so the first step for your friend and you for the first step for you actually is to let go of her results and not Mm. be pulled Mm. in to what she's doing now, of course, a lot of people would say, oh, let go, let go, let go. How do you do that and still care mm. about someone and not have mm. her wrapping up in your head thinking about mm. her? Mm. So you can take the self-responsibility to say, I'm responsible for myself. I'm responsible for 
helping her, but knowing that her decisions are her own. Now, I care about this person, so how can I help her? Mm-hmm. Well, my suggestion for this person is to learn how to embrace her self-talk. Now, that's a scary thing for a lot of us because the mm-hmm. self-talk is really what tells us how to operate on a daily basis, mm-hmm. moment by moment by moment. And this can be on a subconscious level too, Vivian. So she may not even know that she's got a self, self-confidence issues mm-hmm. because she's not aware of it. Mm. So the first thing to do is to start becoming aware of what you're saying to yourself, mm. which takes permission to, you know, that openness. If she's open to this, she's on her way. If she's not open to it, then she's going to have a little bit of a struggle. Mm. So as, as mothers, how, how – so we've got these children who are just clean slates, say – How can we help them with what you call self-talk, with the self-talk? Tell us, give us an example of what self-talk might be and how as a mom we can, you know, help our children with this. Great, great, great. Okay. So self-talk is, you know, that voice in your head that when something comes up or someone says something to you or you're watching television or, or you're going to try something. And there's a voice that says, oh, you can't do that. Who do you think you are? Or, oh, mm. she thinks that I think I'm something. These mm. voices that you hear are, are thoughts mm-hmm. that are continuing on a, on a continuous level <laughs> in mm-hmm. your mind. That's mm-hmm. the self-talk that I'm talking about. And it also happens on a subconscious level where you don't even know that it's happening. You have absorbed. We all do what we're told to do. And this is sort of a theme for me. But we're doing it on a subconscious level. So if someone's telling me, like in class, if I'm a teacher and I'm telling a student, hey, Sally, you're a great student and I believe you're going to excel, Sally excels. But Tim Mm -hmm. over there, Mm -hmm. I don't think he can excel. He does not excel because they're living up to my expectations of them. Mm -hmm. That's very, very prevalent. And that's what our minds do. We live up to expectations. So is it all right, though, to give those positive but not the neg- stay away from the negative. It's all right to tell people how well they're doing and how great they are. Is that all right? Yes, but, yes, but it comes back down to self-responsibility where, then this is what I was, I, what I was getting to, mm-hmm. was one trick. I have um, a positive thinking website that I've written hundreds of articles, and one of the articles mm-hmm. is about believing in yourself and asking one question about how to start believing in yourself. You want to know what that one question is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did I do right? Because think about it, Vivian. How many times do people say, oh, I did that wrong, and I did that wrong, and I did that How many times yeah. do we give ourselves permission to say, what did I do right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, what that's did I do right? right? Yeah. And yeah. that's something you can do in a line at the grocery store. Mm. Okay, anyway. so... Um, so say your child is a very um, confident child. Every day, should you sit down with them and say, let's talk about, you know, sort of what's, what's going on in your life and how you feel about your achievements? I, actually, um, Vivian, a very good way to practice this, what did I do right, mm-hmm. is to create a habit with the child and for yourself to do it together 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it, whether you do it together and you talk about it or you do it together and sit and do it together quietly, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a great ex- What did I do right today? Because mom needs that just as much as the child needs that is mm-hmm. what I find. Mm-hmm. What did I do mm-hmm. right today? List five things that I did right today. Or, or if you can't come up with anything, if your self-esteem is so low that you just are in a place that, uh, Okay, well, Suzanne, yes, we have to go on a really short break, but hold that thought because we'll come straight back to that in just a few moments. How do you handle toddlers, teens, and tirades when homeschooling? That's what we're working on now. It's Vivian McNinney, the sociable homeschooler, and we'll be right back after these. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management. The holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness. How emotions are directly related to physical illness and how to read your body like a book. Dr. DeVette will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVent live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney, the show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's The Sociable Homeschooler on Toginac. And now back to your host, Vivian McNenny. Now, Suzanne, just before we went on a break, you were suggesting that perhaps we get together with our child on a daily basis and talk about some of the things that we did right. Maybe we can come up with five things that we did right, and it's as, as good for the mother as it is for the child to do this exercise. But what if you have a child that doesn't have really good self-esteem? Or what if you yourself, mum, you know, has thought that the day has been a total failure and so has no, um, you know, sort of nothing to go on that list? What What do we do at that point? Okay, well, what I was going to say before break was, um, that if you don't have enough confidence, you or the child, that sitting down together and just giving each other a compliment and starting that, that 
past in your brain. So what we are is we're addicted. Um, in a nutshell, you become addicted to your thoughts. Because your thoughts are putting out a chemical signature, your mind, if you're angry, your mind is putting out an angry chemical. If you're insecure, your mind is putting out an insecure chemical. So what mm -hmm. happens is this chemical floods your body, and your body gets addicted to it. Just like coffee, just like tobacco, your body mm -hmm. wants it. So it will find ways to get you to become insecure or get to, to become angry. So mm -hmm. what you want to do is you want to start breaking that pattern. And one way is it's just I did this with the students in the modeling a lot because, of course, I'm, I was dealing with a lot of teenage girls at the time. Mm -hmm. And what I found was it was very, they were very close up and scared to compliment themselves. But it was easy to give somebody else a compliment. Oh, I like that necklace you're wearing. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, and then if they would do it back and forth. The reason for that exercise, Vivian, is to start breaking that pattern of insecure chemicals coming out of their brain and replacing mm -hmm. it with chemicals of, oh, I can receive a compliment. Oh, I can give a compliment. Oh, I feel good about myself. Mm -hmm. Simple, simple steps like this. Really mm -hmm. start activating different chemicals in the brain. So when you're looking at this is a long road, how am I ever going to get to where I want to be, you want to think about it on a biochemical level that you are actually making changes in your brain, which are making changes in your body, which are going to help you become more positive as you continue it. For as little as like 30 days, you start helping mm. yourself get mm. addicted to the more positive chemicals. Mm. Now, you say that... Um we can change what what you describe as our limiting beliefs about ourselves. Are these are we just hardwired to behave in that way? Especially women. I think that women have less self esteem than men. That's just my opinion. The way I watch some men, and I and um, are we hardwired for that um, self limiting belief, or is it something that we learn from our you know, families around us, how we were raised or our environment? Mm -hmm. I, I personally think that it, we are not higher hardwired. We learn it. I think that we mm -hmm. learn it. Okay. Because okay. if you look at when a woman is a, a young girl, she's usually, and this is historical, this is not just modern times, historically, and I'm not trying to sound like a feminist, but historically women have been put on a second level. If you watch mm -hmm. any of the old Jane Austen movies or novels or read any of them, mm -hmm. women really were possessions. Mm -hmm. So how can that not pass along to us in modern day? How mm -hmm. can it not be there somehow, mm -hmm. whether it's in our genes of our minds or whatever? I don't, so that sounds like I'm saying we're hardwired. I believe we've learned as a, as a society of women to be that way. Yeah. But there are ways yeah. to break that. There are ways to break that. And... One of the ways to break that is to find a way to actually break the brain pattern. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes the pity party can get too attractive, right? You mm. just get there and you're wallowing in it. Would you agree on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes it's okay. so much easier just to give in to that, you know, woe is me. <laughs> woe is me. So what you're giving into is that addiction that says, hey, oh, yeah, I've got that chemical coming on now. Ooh, boy, we're mm -hmm. having a party, okay? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what you want to do is find ways to break the pattern. How do you do that? Several mm -hmm. ways to do that. One very easy way is to take a hot bath because you're physically changing your, your physicalness. Now, if you don't mm -hmm. have time for a hot bath 
or a massage or a walk or something physical, exercise. I believe you do yoga. Isn't that what you do? I do yoga, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't have the, sometimes we just don't have the wherewithal to do that. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So what I like and what I rely on is something called a brainwave meditation. Now, this is not for children. This is for mom. Mm-hmm. And my experience, because I create these brainwave meditations, with my, when I put one in, one, one time I had a very, very, very stressful day. I mean, just once in my life I've had a stressful day. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I popped in one of my brainwave meditations. And laid down on the couch within five minutes. I mean, before that, I was overwhelmed, sick. You know that buzz you have in your head that's just going, you can't stop, mm-hmm. and you, mm-hmm. you really mm-hmm. don't know where to go. Well, I, I laid down on the couch, and five minutes I was asleep, and I woke up about 20 minutes later after it woke me up, and I felt refreshed and great to go on with my day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it broke the pattern. Same thing yeah. with Samantha. This is so cool. Samantha was crying for 45 minutes. I mean, she could not break the... She was very disciplined. She could not break the pattern of the pity party. So mm-hmm. what she did was she put in the Delta, one of my brainwave meditations, and within a minute, she stopped, slowed down the crying, her breathing started, um, becoming normal. And within about two or three minutes, she was like, oh, I'm okay now. It's just like putting a pacifier in a baby's mouth. So what it does is it actually slows down your brain from being stressed and depressed to a relaxed state, and it does that mechanically. And so what is this? What is the um, brainwave meditation? Is it like a white noise, or is it you talking? What is it? Oh, a brainwave meditation, the ones that I create, uh, engineer, are there is a, a white noise, but it is a frequency that you, you um, how do I explain this? Let me think. It's, you have to create, okay, I know how, okay. You know how you have a room full of violins, and Mm -hmm. one violin, if you pluck the cord on a C, the rest of the violins will start resonating to it? Mm -hmm. That happens. So it's called the law of resonance. If you, the way that the brainwave meditation works is certain frequencies go in each ear, and it makes your brain synchronized to a different frequency, just like the violin. So what that does is it calms you down. And it is, um, the ones that I make, there is a little white noise that covers up the frequencies, but then there's soothing music on it. So you're just listening to music, and you wear stereo headphones so that you get both frequencies, and it allows your mind to go from 80 miles an hour down to 40. Mm. Because it does it with electronics. Wow. And so you say that you can um, get this same effect if you can take a hot bath or just change your physical environment, get up, walk around, go outside as well? Sometimes we don't have the courage to do that or the strength to do that. So that's why sometimes I just really rely on my brainwave meditations. And that's just something that a lot of people don't know about mm. that can help them. That's amazing. I mean, that, that is that is true. And there are, there are times with me when I think, oh, you know, and a lot of us mums, you know, at the end of the day, we're just so overwhelmed with these negative thoughts that we don't know how to pull ourselves. We know we need to in order to be able to feel better. And we know that if we have the strength to do it, we will feel better. But sometimes it's just easier to go, oh, 
I just can't do that. But I suppose That's if you right. give in and lie down and go to sleep, that might help too. You know, if you take a rest, but sometimes we can't even do that. So No, because your brain, what happens in a nutshell, make this fast, your brain, when you are depressed, anxious, worried, stressed, you're in a very fast brain wave. And when you slow the brain wave down, your body responds to it. And one of the one tape that I, I used that one time gave me this equivalent of to two to, two to three hours of sleep. Wow. So I really am rejuvenating my body when I'm listening to these things and well as shutting me down. Mm. That's, why, that's why I like them. But then mm. a hot bath mm. or walking like that too. But you get cumulative uh, results when you're doing a brainwave meditation because it really wow. helps you in the long term. So why do you say this isn't, this isn't for children? Could we teach maybe children that get really anxious about something? Could we teach them something simple like a mantra? A mantra? You know, it could be as simple as, for example, I'll say a prayer, just, just one that I've known from childhood that I don't even have to think about. And it just, it just cal- you know, it really does calm me down. And so with a child, they could maybe say a little nursery rhyme that they know or just a word that's a favorite word, the name of, you know, one of their animals or something to help calm them down. Would that work? Absolutely. It would work. The mother needs to be there or the father needs to be there first. I I think that it's important to help the child that you are in a relaxed state first. So if you can get there, then you can Mm -hmm. sit down with the child and help them Mm -hmm. breathe and Mm -hmm. learn how to meditate and slow themselves down. But you have to get there first. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Because if you're just living this, you know, sort of chaotic life and haven't fa- haven't gone inside and helped yourself emotionally, you can't help anybody else because you're, you're too broken to even try and help other people. Because I guess people pick up on your, those negative impulses that you're putting out as well, because you are putting them out, right, from your body. People can pick up on those. Oh, yeah, it's all vibration. Even the brain waves mm. are vibration. Mm. So when you slow your mind down, what you're actually doing is becoming calmer and that stays with you for longer. So mm. you're able to handle things better and think and become, you come up with answers better because you're able to think better mm. and help the child. So wow. it's really all about the mother or father helping themselves to create that for the child and te- then teach the child out of a calm place. Now, Sabrina, we're going to have to, we've got another minute before we go on our next break, but I'm going to um, ask you if you'd like to come back just for a few minutes into my um, final segment, because you talk about affirmation sentences. And, you know, I'm a word monger. <laughs> so I, mm-hmm. I read about that on, on your site. And so I tried some affirmation sentences myself and I thought, nope, there are a couple of negatives in there. And then I'll look at it and I'll go, that looks all right. And then I'll look at you of what you've written and you say, no, that's not okay. So I would like to talk a little bit about that and how we unconsciously maybe use negative words, even when we think we're being affirming. So that'll be after the break, just for a few moments. All right. How do you handle toddlers, teens, and tirades when homeschooling? That's what we're working on now. It's Vivian McNinney, the sociable homeschooler, and we'll be right back after these. 
Do you feel like when you watch a cooking show or read a food magazine that the recipes are not practical for a busy family? Do you wish you could have a conversation with someone about the best way to get dinner on the table fast after a long day at work? Are you tired of cooking dinner only to have your family turn up their nose and all of your hard work? Do you want to hear more about healthy living and finding more time to find your passion in life? We'll pull up a chair and visit with Heather Tallman, host of Around the Kitchen Sink. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. here on Tugginet Radio. Like many women, finding balance in life and time to take care of yourself is hard to do. Between managing a career and marriage and children and a busy family schedule, it's hard to maintain a sense of self. And Heather shares how she does it. Check out Heather's website, basilmama.com. Join us for food and a whole lot more on Around the Kitchen Sink with your host, Heather Tallman. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Join us for Healing with the Marika Method. This is an amazingly informative show to help heal people as well as their horses, dogs, and cats. This show inspires and empowers people to take charge of their own health and their animals' health using the power of diet, nutrition, natural medicines, and lifestyle to heal a variety of health problems. Learn how food impacts all physical and emotional health conditions and how diet and natural medicines are used to heal the body, mind, and spirit. Marika is a health and nutrition specialist, homeopathic practitioner, a gifted medical intuitive and healer, and an author and educator with over two decades of experience in clinical practice for people and their pets. Join our host, Marika Vandewater, every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney, the show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's The Sociable Homeschooler on Toginac. And now back to your host, Vivian McNinney. So, Suzanne, let's talk about affirmation or affirming sentences. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And can you give me an example of what you I, think a good one I, would be? Oh, um, all right. <laughs> um, on your um, site, you talked about something about, um, all right, the, an affirming sentence about wanting to maybe up my, my physical activity each day. So I'm going to go for a walk every single day for an hour. Okay. All right. <laughs> so first thing you want to do to change that is you want to put it in the present. I am walking every day okay. I'm, instead of I'm going to. You want me to mm-hmm. get it in the present? I am. And um, the purpose of the walk is to increase my physical activity, which is for what reason? To lose weight, to lose depression. What is that reason? Yeah, get me away from my desk and my computer. Okay, I enjoy walking. Okay, I enjoy walking every day. Um, I enjoy walking every day and giving me, a, giving myself, nurturing myself, okay, and nurturing, I enjoy walking, giving myself a walk every day and nurturing my spirit. Okay. Something, now that doesn't sound at all <laughs> like what you said, <laughs> because what I tried to get down to was, what do you really want out of it? I'm mm-hmm. focusing on what you want. Mm-hmm. instead of I'm going to do something, well, 
your body doesn't want to be told what to do. Your mind doesn't okay. want to be told what to do. Remember we talked about that, remember? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm enjoying walking every day and nourishing my spirit or um, relieving my stress. Don't say stress. Nourishing my spirit. I only focus on the positive. And this is a trick to, trick to walk. Sorry. This is a trick to writing affirmations. And I've done a lot of that on my site, a lot of tips on that. And uh, I know... Um, I've also written a program, the Effective Positive Thinking Program, that walks you through on how to make customized affirmations. But you want to focus on what you want, and you want to put it in the positive, and you want to make it action-oriented. Okay. Was that too much? No, not at all, because funnily enough, when my husband years ago was putting together his resume, he was told not to put any negative statements in there. And he didn't think he was putting negative statements in there, but he was. Or opening a conversation by saying, I'm so sorry I'm late or, you know, don't apologize for yourself. Don't put out those negative ideas. Just come in really positive. Here I am. I know I'm late, but I'm here. (laughs) You know? Right. It's focusing. It's learning to focus on the positive. And sometimes you just need a little help with that, just like we're doing right now. Yeah. So did that help you? Yes, and I'm telling you that if, as homeschoolers being around our children all the time, I know in school they don't always get that positive affirmation from their peers, their teachers, you know. And Absolutely. it's really difficult, whereas we, we've got this captive audience because we have our children all the time. And if we can learn how to do this and be kinder and be a more positive people – then our children are going to, you know, sort of benefit so much from it. Absolutely. If you think about it this way, Vivian, if you are resonating, and I'm resonating and I'm talking about um, giving out a beautiful spirit of calm, a beautiful spirit of confidence, if you are giving that out, you are actually vibrating that on a scientific Mm. level. And I don't mean to leave Christianity or anything out of it, but on a physical level, you are vibrating. If, you're mm-hmm. gratitude, if you have gratitude in your heart, it's actually a fact that if you have gratitude in your heart within a certain parameter around you, I believe it's within 18 feet. It could be 14 feet, but I believe it's 18 mm-hmm. feet all around you. You are affecting people's heart. You are affecting their heart rhythm to become mm-hmm. more grateful. Mm-hmm. And you are making them in coherence with you. So if you as a parent are resonating that beautiful spirit of love and confidence, you are going to be affecting your children. So it's really starting with you Mm. at home. Mm -hmm. So they Mm -hmm. have the ammunition and the armor to go out there in the world. Yeah, I know. And and it is, you, you do meet people in your daily life. And some people are very kind of, you know, you walk into a room and they they're they're there and they've sucked all the air out of that room you go you feel exhausted i have i have friends who i spend time with them and i come home completely drained and there are other friends that i that i spend time with and i feel refreshed and uplifted and it has to do not not even with our conversation it just has to do with who they are and what they're sending out from their bodies what's resonating from them you're so right Thank you. And it also goes one step farther that when you become that more often, if you, when you learn how to embrace your self-talk and use things like brainwaves and baths and walks and affirmations, 
you become so strong in that that you start affecting them in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Actually mm-hmm. reverses. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me about your your website. We're we're wrapping up the conversation now because you have a fascinating website and you do have a lot of free stuff on there. So that is is very valuable for my listeners. So tell us, yeah, tell us about your website. I've got it linked on my front page and on my website. But just just tell us a little bit about the website. Oh well, I, I've written all the articles myself. Thank you very much. It's effective effectivepositivethinking dot com. It's either hyphenated or not, but EffectivePositiveThinking.com is the mm-hmm. uh, website. And you can get the brainwave meditations on there on the homepage, and okay. as well as a program that helps you walk through writing affirmations, embracing your self-talk. It has brainwave meditations. But the part of the site that I love is the fact that there are tons of articles on there, all of which help you in day-to-day life, and that's my contribution to the world. And how do you make way. your money? Do you, do you run workshops that you charge for? Oh, yeah, I have clients, and I sell okay. the programs. Yes, and okay. I am going to be seeking advertisers and sponsors for the site. Okay, okay. And uh, didn't even get into your theatrical career because that's my family's history is all the theater so you know what Suzanne I think you're going to have to come back and talk to us again and and we're going to have to um, dig a little bit deeper so that um, you know because I feel as though I've given you an overview and there are some some areas here that we could we could get into in much more detail so Suzanne I've been talking to Suzanne Glover she's an author motivational speaker hypnotherapist and actress and um, go to her website effectivepositivethinking.com and um, read her articles and download her the brainwave the brainwave, mm-hmm. brainwave what's it called? Meditation. A brainwave uh, brain meditation. And um, go yep. listen to that so that you can calm yourself down if you're feeling particularly kind of filled with angst maybe during the day or at the end of the day. And Suzanne and I talked about setting in – well, we didn't talk about setting intentions. We need to talk about setting intentions next time. <laughs> but um, we talked about um, getting, getting inside and being emotionally um, – taking care of ourselves emotionally. And I think you'll agree that Suzanne is a professional who will inspire and encourage you to become your very best using positive thinking techniques, positive self-talk, affirming sentences. Um, if you feel too drained even to turn on those negative thoughts, then her, her brain um, wave meditation um, can help you. And there are, there are different ways of doing that. You can either do it um, through music or getting out and taking a walk or just changing your physical environment if you can do that. So I hope you've been inspired to learn more about Suzanne's intuitive approach to finding answers within yourselves so that you can be the best. And Suzanne, thank you so much for taking time today to join me and you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for having me and you have a wonderful weekend too, Vivian. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Well, I'm going to take a deep breath. And um, I've had a lot of practice at giving advice um, to um, people and to listening and being quiet, not only with my family, but also with um, a few really close friends. And 
for some reason they look to me for counsel. I don't know why. Perhaps I convey confidence. I don't know. And they treat me as if I'm older, but I'm not because with, with my friends, we're usually peers. Obviously, with my children, I am a little bit older. And I draw from my own experiences and results I've had from mulling and praying and quietly thinking problems through while I do my walking or whatever. And next week, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about how I... Um, help people and some of the things that I do when I when I talk to people because I think when people seek me out they um I take it as a as a compliment and so I'm very careful about what I say and it always I always draw from my own experience so I don't have to go and do a, a huge amount of research except within myself so I don't have to worry about whether I'm getting my facts right or wrong because most of my most of my advice is anecdotal advice and I hope that um, you continue to glide into your new year because we're still in January the longest month of the year for me always is um, and glide around in your new year with grace to continue your good work of homeschooling your children and fulfilling your dreams and sharing and preparing your children to make their lives what they will with your support and love and that's it for another week once again i've astounded myself by how time flies when i'm expounding i think this weekend will see me walking quite briskly as it's supposed to turn cold again and we are in the south a few weeks ago the weatherman said that they've not seen such cold fronts for 200 years and then he followed that up with saying and there's going to be another one next week and another one next week and I'm thinking that's not 200 years we'll be back in Dallas again next week because I'm actually in Mesquite staying with my son at the moment and we're coming in for the dentist oh joy thank you for listening to Sociable Homeschooler I'm your host Vivian McNenny and I will be back same time same place next Friday without further ado I'll thanks to my handsome husband who believes in love at first sight our four children who are the result of that belief the hard-working staff at Toginet Radio my producer Sabrina and my guest this week Suzanne Glover and you my faithful listeners especially Hannah, Joel, Anne, Rosemary, Kathleen, Esme, Millicent, Margaret, Jacob, Walter, Jane, Olivia, Tina and oodles of others who are part of my growing audience. Stay tuned all the time and catch lots of great shows to help you through your day. Take care and be safe. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord show you his kindness and have mercy on you. May the Lord watch over you and give you peace. Number six verses 24 to 26. So come back next week. Have a great week and be safe. Doop, 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 Thank you for joining us for The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney on